What's up, Clip Stans? Oh, I like that. That's <laughs> uh, good. How's it going today? It's your dudes, William the Opinion Update. And positive Chuck Lockler. And we got a heck of a show lined up for you today. Oh, yes, we do. Big uh, day. Yeah, a couple of sweet, sweet victories we got in our back pocket. The weekend went as well as it could have possibly gone, I would say. Yeah. For the Clippers, not so, for me personally. So since we last <laughs> talked, we uh you know, we beat the we beat the Kings. Yep. In what was I thought a pretty darn good game, a fantastic, great victory, fantastic game, fantastic victory against a, a much improved Kings squad. Yeah, don't really uh, know how we swept the season against them, but I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> uh, and then we really kind of poured one on the Knicks. <sighs> that was uh, that was the first game where we had press credentials, where I was like, I don't think we need to be here for this. <laughs> I disagree. I still think there was good stuff to. There, oh yeah, there was some there was some bright points, and we also kind of. Almost lost. We kind of also <laughs> almost lost, but we'll uh, we'll dig into all of that. Uh, we'll we'll open up with uh, recaps of those two games, and then obviously the one for all the marbles. Big uh, game on deck. Well, not for us, but yeah, that's for true. the for the Brentwood team. Uh, yeah, for the for the Brentwood Lakers, their playoff hopes kind of lie in the balance do, right now. Yeah, do or die tonight. Um, Probably die. Yeah. So we're going to be previewing that game for you guys. And then today is Monday, which means our regular segment, The Freshies, where we talk about the young guys. And uh, we got some stuff that we're going to tie in a little bit to the Lakers game. Mostly we're going to be talking about Shamit and Shea. And then Doc made some interesting comments about uh, using some of the young guys in the playoffs. So we'll kind of dive into that as well. So all that and more coming up right about now. Yeah, so we got a we got a short recap of these uh, two weekend games for you guys. We did a live stream after the Kings game that is up right now on the Twitter. If you want to go, kind of watch us take some rapid fire questions. Yeah, that was a good time. Uh, and the next game was you know an ass kicking, so we don't really have too much to speak on there. <laughs> as far as the Kings game went, uh, the Clippers won one sixteen to one oh nine. Oh yeah, in what was you know a must win team for both games, I would say. A must-win game for both teams. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. Yeah, this was uh, this was the saucy showdown on the Big Tomato. Man, <laughs> goddamn, the Big Tomato. They need to really ride with that nickname. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Some quick uh, stats: uh, seven players in double fidgets for the Clippers. Yeah, led by Landry Shamit's twenty, Gallo had nineteen and nine, Lou had seventeen, Trez had fifteen and eight, and Zubak had a chill double double with ten and ten. We did out-rebound the Kings, which was really nice, 58-46, to considering they crushed us in the paint. Yeah. Uh, that was 44-62 to in favor of the Kings. Yeah. Um, Buddy Heald had 23-7. and Jaron Fox played great. He had 12-5-12. and 12. He was. He looked really, really good. He killed us in the yeah. half court. And then Willie Connie Stein also had a dub-dub, bit of a thicker dub-dub at 16-12. and 12. We almost blew this one. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, like, if... I don't know if blue is the right terminology because I feel like this Kings team, like this is a good team. They're a comeback team. Yeah. They're kind of sure. built on that whole thing. For um, sure. We had a 10-point lead in the first. That vanished from the early second quarter kind of till about like halfway through the third. And then in the third, we just kind of decided to pull away. Absolutely, yeah. Our first kind of non-bathroom bake third in a while. We did not keep up that trend against the the Knicks. No, we'll talk about it in a minute. Insane. But yeah, we outscored Sacramento in the third, 35 to 26. And 35 points is good for about 10 more than our than our third quarter yeah. average. Yeah, we hit. Um, we also went five of 10 from three in that third quarter. We only made three more shots than they did, but we shot 50% from three, which. It's probably going to win us most quarters every time. Yeah, for sure. Uh, starters were evenly matched. We outscored theirs by just one point. They got us on the assist 22 to 11. Uh, our starters shot 52% from three to their 33%. And then our bench only shot 10% from three. 
Yeah, not which like not great stuff there. No. Um, the bench still was able to hold in there though, uh, beating Sacramento's forty to thirty four. I was really impressed with our starters in this one. Yeah, they came. They showed up, which they, was all we could really ask them to do. Yeah, they showed up, and you know we're gonna need the same thing obviously tonight <sighs> against the Lakers. But yeah, it's good to see. You know, we we get so used to those stat lines where our starters are getting outscored by double digits. Yeah, and and, and it's really nice to see them. I know, know I had to do a double dub in there. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, Shamit was on fire from beyond the arc. He hit five of ten, and in the second half he was four of seven. He finished with what, like twenty points? Yeah, which I mean, what he did on uh, Friday was just a warm up for what he did on Sunday, which we'll get into. Which was, I mean, one Very of the best impressive. shooting performances we've seen all year. Yeah, uh, our team had sixteen offensive boards against the Kings. Huge, definitely. And Green snagged eleven boards off the bench. Yeah, like the dude is a monster. Yeah. Jamal Green was great. Uh, Shay, I was looking at Shay's shot chart. I don't know if this is concerning, uh, but it, I think yeah. it is. If a trend continues, I think five of his six shots came from the right side of the floor. Mm. So I think if team and, and those include like and a lot of his shots were just taken from the right side of the floor. So he's definitely more comfortable going right. I'm just a little worried. I want to see some more distribution to the other side of the basket. You know. Yeah, well, I think it's a little bit of I think it's a little bit of both. I do think that he uh, has a preference, but also I just think that that's kind of the way that they draw up plays for for, sure. for him to get the ball. Yeah, um, and maybe that is just to play into his comfort comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I think a sp- he's shown flashes of being able to finish with either hand. Yeah, um, you know, he's become an even better ball handler. Uh, so I'm I'm actually not too worried about that one. Yeah, that's fair. He went three or three from deep, which was great. Um, Bogdan Bogdanovich went three of fifteen. Yeah, which helped us out. No one on their bench could do anything except for Harry Giles, who kind of Giles, who kind of took it to Trez. Yeah, like he really fared pretty. Any big, he's larger though. He's also yep. hyper athletic. Um, any yeah. I noticed thing. Any tall big, um, who has even an inkling of a fadeaway jumper, mm-hmm. that's Trez's kryptonite. Yeah. Aiton did it. I mean, obviously, Aiton's a great offensive mind, but like any big who can hit that little floater or not floater fadeaway is kind of could have a good day against Trez. Yeah, that's a lot harder for him to defend, especially just given you know once again like this when you when you try to stretch somebody a little bit further out, like size comes into play even more there, and that yeah. you know that's not going to favor Trez. Uh, the turning point in the game. Nine seconds left in the fourth. This is the defensive play of the year, I would say. This was incredible. <laughs> this this was unreal. Take him through it. Uh, so the Kings were on a run, one twelve to one hundred nine. Uh, Harrison Barnes goes up for a layup. Uh, makes the layup. Makes the layup. But big body Gallo, strongest man in the league, strongest man in the league, gets between him and the rim, takes the charge. That's a charge. Uh, and this was after this was after Shea actually took what I thought was a very hard charge. For that sure, didn't yeah. get called. <laughs> yeah, it did not um, get called. This was this, for sure a charge. This, oh yeah, yeah. which was nice. Um, but this was so huge. Yeah. Um, the. The Kings just never, it they were over. never back in the game after that. No, they just had to resort to fouling and hope we missed. I mean, it was, it's the play of the, I would say the play of the year so far. And for it to come from Gallo was so big. I think I had a tweet where it was like, all I right. I think that covers up for any bad defense. <laughs> like, that, that, you get a year pass for that one. I think I had a tweet from the Glockdown account that was like, all right, who bet, who put money on Gallo taking a game saving charge in the biggest game of the year? It was incredible. Um, really galvanized the team. Definitely. Great game on both sides. Like, Kings played hard. There's no chippiness. It was a really fun game. It was. And this is, like, um, 
you know, I, I know that we swept this series, but like, didn't feel it, like it. It didn't feel like it. And this is going to be like, these are just two exciting teams to to keep your eye on. Like, anytime these two are meeting, I think it's going to be some great basketball for the next couple of years. Pactive stepchildren unite, dude. Oh, absolutely. We're here to do it. The Suns aren't stepchildren, they're cousins because they're so far out of it. Um, let's get into this Kings game. Excuse me, Knicks game. Knicks game. The Clippers won 128 to 107, and honestly, it could have been a lot worse. Could have been. Yeah, we led by 38. 38 at one point. This was over in the first quarter. Absolutely. So Landry Shamit, great game against the Kings, followed it up with, in the first quarter against the Knicks, he went 6 of 8 from beyond the arc. Yeah. It was unbelievable to watch. It was unreal. Like, He's, he set the Clippers' rookie record for threes mm-hmm. in a game. Yeah. And if this wouldn't have been a blowout, they should have. I wanted them to kind of keep him. If we wouldn't have had a back-to-back, if we wouldn't have had a game tonight, I bet Doc would have just kept him in. Well, and the the other thing was is, uh, obviously, I mean, not to spoil this this recap at all, but, like, we, you know, we <laughs> took a dump in the third quarter. Yeah, we got killed. Uh, we got beat in the second half. Yeah, we got beat, yeah, in, in both quarters of the second half. But it was 32-19 to 19 in favor of the Knicks. Um, and Doc remarked in the in in the presser uh, post game that Shamit wasn't getting the ball, which was like a pretty uh, it was just a pretty big sign that the the assists weren't really happening, the ball wasn't moving mm-hmm. around. Um, so I think that he could have easily gone off for more. Oh yeah, um, he had seven at half. Yeah, it just wasn't really happening. We had a we had a bad third, and then you know the the game was pretty much so far out of so reach. So it was just like who that cares? There, yeah, that there wasn't really any need to keep him in there, which is a little bit of a bummer. I would have liked to see this number hit ten or yeah, that would have been sick, dude. Uh, Landry led all scores with twenty one. Gala had twenty seven and four. Lou and Trez each had eighteen, and Jermichael Green had sixteen off the bench. I love that every time we have to take game notes, we have to add that Green had like sixteen and twelve or like he's, something like that. Yeah, he's been he's been really really remarkable. I I just want to touch on one small thing. Touch on uh, it. which <laughs> I Trez mentioned that he thought that the uh, that that maybe the refs were starting to ref the scoreboard versus the game itself. I think they did. Um, and and I definitely do see that because it like the the personal fouls got a little bit ridiculous. Patrick Beverly was one away from fouling out. Dude, that was crazy. Michael Green had four. Temple also one away. Trez from had fouling a tech. Out. Yeah, Trez got a tech, which I don't even know how. I, like Trez was mad at himself and he threw the ball at the stanchion underneath the basket. Uh-huh. Something that. He does a bit yeah. when he's mad at himself, and the ref teed him up. Also, Trez told me in the locker room, uh, 25K. 25K for that? Yeah. Wow. 25K. Dang. You kidding me? That's insane. Guy's mad at himself because 25K. <laughs> that's, 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 he's really mad at himself. He's really mad at himself. That's crazy. Um, Probably beat that scansion's ass out. <laughs> I hope he did. <laughs> the Knicks had a pretty crazy, like, evenly you know, scoring distribution. Yeah. Uh, Damian Dotson and Noah Vonley both had 17. Damian Dotson looked, he was probably the bright point for the Knicks in this game. Yeah. Um, Moutier, Lonzo Trier, and Mitchell Robinson all had 16. Yeah. Unfortunately, no one else had more than eight points. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was, you know, I mean, Shamit was the story of this game. First 18 points in 12 minutes. I asked Lou after the game who was a better shooter between him and Shamit. He said Shamit immediately. Yeah. He goes, Shamit. Oh, yeah. He goes, I'm a better scorer, though. De- oh, for sure. Yeah, that's fair. Um, yeah, we put up 82 in the first half. We lost the second half 61 to 46. It was annoying to watch, but I think guys were just, they just weren't locked in. I think that was pretty apparent. You know? and, I, and I do Which think sucks. that, like, while this was a bad third quarter, 
Um, I think it's also, you know, our guys have shown a little bit of lost focus in the third, even against teams. Even when we're losing. <laughs> yeah, and when, and when things are much closer. So it, it makes sense that this one got um, as out of hand as, as it did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it must be really hard to lock to get locked yeah, in. One, like one thing, 40. I do want to give a big shout out to all the guys who came in to close out the lineup. Which yeah, was, uh, that was a fun lineup. Yeah, for, going from five to one, you had Zoo at the five, Motley four, um, and then... Uh, Sundarius, uh, Jerome, and Ty Wall, and they all looked pretty good. The ball um, movement was really good. Yeah, the ball movement was good. They got some. There was some interesting passing kind of going around, especially from Jerome. Uh, I thought. I thought. You know, he's. We, th- or at least I thought of him as having this really kind of defined skill set, being that he's like a three point shooter, for sure, and he can kind of lay down some solid D. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was definitely just looking to pass first, yeah, and not in like a passive way. No, in like in a, a true point guard kind of way. In a way where it felt like he was really trying to get everybody involved. Um, and there were a couple that were like just absolute buttes that didn't end up becoming scores. There was a couple. Um, Zubak had kind of some. Zubats had kind of some stone hands. Yeah, I would say throughout this game. Yeah, for sure. But it was just really, really good to see so i want to point that out uh Sindarius had an absolutely unreal block at one point oh yeah um that was really great i actually uh gotta do a little bit longer of an interview with Sindarius, so i'm gonna be posting some of that stuff on my twitter throughout the Post rest of the up. day today stay tuned for that uh but yeah just big shout out to all those guys and then um yeah, so I, I asked Doc in the post-conference like if we would see these guys in a playoff series, and he said, first of all, I hope we make the playoffs. Second of all, I wouldn't be scared of, ha- of having any of these guys. That answer was so scenario. tight. I was like, um, cool. Like, so, that's so awesome. yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit more in the freshies, but uh, I don't know. That's I guess my biggest and best takeaway from this Knicks game. It was yeah. great to watch the guys who haven't been getting a whole lot of minutes or developmental minutes as we would have liked to see. Um, get to put some time in and look really good. And run actual plays. Yeah. It was funny because it looked, I don't know if this, I can articulate this well enough, but they truly looked like they were running plays. Yes. If that makes sense. No, no, no. It, I, I it's not because it wasn't fluid, but it was clearly like, okay, we're running the set play. Everyone in their heads was like, we got to do this, this, and this. And they executed it well, so they were getting the open looks, which is nice. Yeah. Um, one last shout out to Jermichael Green, three or four from Beyond the Arc. Everyone was hitting from Beyond the Arc in this game. It was it was great. I mean, we went in the locker room. A lot of guys icing their knees. Bunch of rest. It, I mean, it went as well as it could have for the game tonight. It's kind of the perfect situation on a back to back. You play a good team, then you play a real bad team, then you play another really bad team tonight. Oh wow! Uh, I'm just <laughs> emptying the clip on this podcast. <laughs> Coming up after this, we're going to be doing a, a pretty thick preview of the Lakers game tonight. But first, uh, Lockdown Podcast Network is doing un unprecedented things on Twitter and Instagram. Have you heard of it? Um, on Twitter, check out Locked On Net, and you'll get all of like the local hosts aggregated into one source. On Instagram, it's you get beautiful. <laughs> you get longer stories because of the story feature. Some nice cuts in there for big uh, info from your, you know, your guys, your reporters you love. Yes, us, us. Sometimes, mostly, most of the time. Uh, anyway, that's Locked On Net <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram. So this is the biggest game of the Lakers season, right? Yeah. Up until this point, it's got to be. Other than the embarrassing loss to the Suns. Yeah. Which uh, I'll mention Go Suns. in a bit. <laughs> has given me some pause about how tonight could go. Um, in Le- a positive way for the Clippers? In a negative way. LeBron has had two days to stew. Oh, that's that's a very good note. In a loss to the, to the I don't know, negative three win Suns. Yeah. I think that he's going to come out wanting to make a statement. Absolutely. So for injuries, Lance Stevenson is out. Yikes. Tyson Chandler question. He's going to be playing air guitar. I don't know. 
Tyson Chandler questionable for the Clippers. Luke is questionable. That's he got upgraded. Doc Doc didn't even know. Doc was happy. <laughs> and then Wilson Chandler is out. Uh, oh, there was a really funny tweet from Lakers Nation that said Luke Walton said that Lakers might change their lineup tonight to combat the Clippers' size. Wonder who he's talking about. Wonder what size and our starting lineup he's talking about. Oh, who could be missing? Who could be missing? <laughs> who did we recently add? Who's oh Zubats? <laughs> what a moronic franchise! What a stupid <laughs> trade. I I'm love that trade. Not, I'm usually not this angry about a franchise. I feel like normally... Move, but I'm like, what a stupid trade. I don't really feel like many trades are super one-sided, but I feel like this one was a very, was a home run for the Clippers. What a dumb trade. It's truly puzzling. They don't even play Mike Muscala. Anyway, <laughs> we could... We'll get back to that, or we'll just let that die. Um, <laughs> what do we got to do to win this game, Will? Um, well, I think that one one big thing I'm just going to point out is that uh, these Los Angeles Lakers, not so good at shooting threes. Mm, so, app. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, maybe you've heard about this. Maybe you haven't. Uh, Clippers. Pretty good at shooting threes. Pretty dang, especially yesterday. <laughs> so uh, I think I think that um, yeah, just getting the ball to the shooters. Uh, you know, make sure like making sure that the that that it stays fluid like in play. Mm-hmm. Um, just open up the spacing. It's gonna exploit their you know like their defensive woes even more if yeah. we, if we make them really have to stretch the floor. Um, last time we shot. 43 threes or four, 43 threes to their 26 without Gallo. Uh without Gallo. <laughs> and I don't really expect this number to dip that much. I would hope that we're hitting right around like the 35 to 43 mark. If the spacing is there um, I'm all for it. Yeah, and yeah, they're just not a team with a whole lot of three-point shooting. We like this is this is our biggest advantage to the starters, I would say. Yeah, our um, shooting? Yeah. yeah and the bench. They, you know, they have some they have some size and some athleticism on us. Uh, I mean, not at the five, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, not uh, not where you you know not there. Um, but yeah, I think that it's it's going to be one of those things where even if shots aren't falling, we just got to let it fly and leave a big man down there to just kind of clean anything up. And we got we got a couple of those big guys. Oops. Yeah, we do. Might see some meatball lineup tonight. Uh, what what about you? What do you, what do you think we got to do? So going back to the LeBron stew that I had just uh, talked about. So last time we played, we had a different starting five, obviously. But LeBron had 24, 14, and 9. Okay. The primary defensive players guarding him were Tobias and he who shall not be named. Mm-hmm. Those two guys are gone. They're gone. This is a situation where I'm a little worried. There was a bunch of people on Twitter talking about what you and I were kind of talking about, which is multiple looks on LeBron. Yeah. We might see Temple. We might see Sundarius. Patrick Beverly was very vocal about wanting to guard LeBron last night in the locker room. Yeah, in the locker room last night, Patrick Beverly was very vocal about it, and people were laughing. And he was going, no help. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, I'm going to guard LeBron. I'm going, none of you motherfuckers help me. (laughs) But yeah, so we got to either, I guess it's either stop LeBron or contain everybody else. I th- I almost just think the latter. I think LeBron's gonna be mad. Should we double team Brandon Ingram and just let LeBron just leave LeBron open? I kind of think that. <laughs> no, um, he's gonna be pissed. I uh, Gallo might guard him. I don't want Shamit on him. I think they're gonna try and switch Shamit on him. Obviously, yeah. I, I don't think that's gonna. I yeah. But like Shamit on Ingram. So some ma- the matchups are a little goofy. Matchups are definitely a little goofy. But they were goofier last time, I'd argue. And we yeah. took him to OT. Yeah. I wonder. I mean, I know we won't see a change really in the starting lineup, but I just wonder if Could. Temple, seeing Temple in there would be a little bit more. I was thinking um, if Shamit maybe isn't hitting, doesn't hit his first two shots or something, that Doc makes a quick switch. 
just to see how it works for a couple of minutes with yeah. Temple out there. Yeah. And I mean, if they put end up putting LeBron on Shamit, that's going to be a really a, a pretty hard defensive assignment for it's him. It's hard defensive for Sh- Shamit, but he also but moves for everyone else. He I'm also like, moves a lot though, so I do think that that gives him a great yeah. advantage. And for everyone else, if Shamit's on LeBron, I'm kind of okay with the other matchups, I guess. Ingram on whoever is bothersome because he's so big. Yeah. But I think our defensive rotations will be good. What else should, what else do we got to do to win? Um we we got to stop them on the fast break. Yep. Uh, this team is just really not as dangerous in the half court. Uh, you know, they're a young team. They like to, they, they, I mean, they're not as fast as the Kings, but they like to run yeah, the ball out there. Yeah, they're still fast. Um, and we've been doing so much better uh, than than the first time that we played them where they knocked the wind out of us 9-17 to 17 on the fast break. Uh, we still won that one, but uh, last game it was uh, we beat them 25-28, to 28, and I think that we could see uh, maybe even a bigger increase there, especially if guys can knock down shots. For sure. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's going to be a big thing. Like, this team... This team, like where they're at this right now, team. like chemistry-wise, <laughs> and like they have some woes, uh, and they, you know, there has been some questions about the the situation of the coaching. Like forcing that team to grind it out in the half court is gonna be advantageous to a team like the Clippers. To every other team that they play, yeah. yeah. Um, going off that, we just got to feast in the paint. It's a Absolutely. Zubats revenge game, baby. Absolutely. I'm not sure who on their team can stop Zubats or Trez. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Trez only had 15 last time, but he had it eight boards, and it was only in 23 minutes. Mm-hmm. If Kuzma's on either of these guys, that's barbecue chicken. Oh, yeah. Uh, if Tyson Chandler Didn't he can't... start at the five? Yeah, I guess like it's DeAndre Ayton. If Tyson Chandler can't play, the Lakers are really small at the center position. I mean, I, if he can play, I'm not sure how long he plays. I think it's a neck injury. Oh, with wow. Tyson Chandler. Yeah. And this note here that you put in, we've outscored these guys in the paint every time. Yeah. Let's just keep that going. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Um. Oh yeah. So this is one of the few teams that out tos us. I think they did in both outings. Damn. Okay. Uh, so yeah, more turnovers. We got to force them into turning the ball over more. I think yep. a lot. I think big pressure from from Patrick Beverly is going to do the trick on that. I think as well as just like the defense that the some of our bench guys bring can can increase that as well. I'm looking at guys like Sin and Temple and yeah. Green. Uh, just to uh, apply a lot of pressure and, and, and force them into some bad shots, force them into making some mistakes. Speaking of turnovers, let's get into what could go wrong. Um, I mentioned the LeBron stew thing. I don't really need to talk about that. Whatever flip. He's just sitting switch, in the stank of those losses. Yeah, knob or dial <laughs> he needs to turn. He could just go superhuman, I guess. Yeah. Um, but to get to the turnover thing, Rondo killed us uh, last time. Yeah. 14, 13, and 7. Shea and Lou were his primary defenders, so he kind of already knows he can carve those guys up. For sure. If LeBron and Rondo are kind of locked in unison, you know, yeah. if they're kind of on that same wavelength, it could be some trouble for us. I think Patrick Beverly will disrupt one of the two, though. I hope so. Yeah, it's going to be, if we can kind of shut down his floor generaling, it's going to be crucial. And God, I hope we box him out better than last time because 13 rebounds. 13 for boards Rondo. for Rondo is insane. It's insane. Who is he? Patrick Beverly? Um, what else? So last time Kuzma went 0 of, or in the first outing, I guess, he went 0 of 7 from 3. Uh, if he starts knocking some of those down, that he's another one of those guys who can kind of momentum wise a little bit flip a game. Yep. Um, and and you know he he can be a pretty decent shooter. He is he absolutely can, not can be. He is a pretty decent yeah. shooter. <laughs> um, going off that, the Lakers are fifth in two point percentage and tenth in two point attempts. So if their mid range game is clicking, it could get our defense scrambling around and leave the paint a little more open. Yeah. Our backdoor defense is bad. Yeah. Um, the Knicks got a couple oops on us. It was not fun to see. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so, you know, it just goes back to Rondo and LeBron. If the passing is there, there just could be some trouble right there. Definitely. With Lance, I mean, Lance scored 20 points for them last time. So, yeah, he being, had a really Him being out game. is huge. Yeah. Which, you're not a good team of Lance Stevenson, a bench player, being out. In 2019. In 2019. <laughs> it's going to some key matchups. Uh, LeBron versus whoever we picked to guard him. Yeah, there's I mean, a there's lot of so question many question marks, marks here. here. Like, and I think that this will, whatever this ends up being, will translate on both sides of the floor. Because I'm, I'm assuming that they're going to try to put LeBron on like a smaller guy or a younger guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's like yeah. what's going to make him look best defensively. For sure. Um, uh, Ingram versus Bev or Sundarius? Another question mark for the matchups that I'm a little worried about. Yeah. I think that maybe Gallo just ends up on Ingram. I mean, Gallo is the strongest man in the league, so I would like to see him against Ingram. I mean, I am not that worried about it. I like, I like Gallo in the post or like defending the post against Ingram, just because he's so much bigger. Yeah, he's way thicker. Um, and you know, he he reads players pretty well. So mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I, I I do think that Ingram could be the guy who's who's poised to have a night tonight. I had the um, same thing. He could be kind of like Rondo last time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think. Uh, the obvious one is just our bench all day. Oh, God. Uh, if if our starters can just hang this game in there, which might be hard if you know Kuz and some combination of LeBron and Kuz or LeBron and Ingram, Ingram yeah, uh, are, are really going off, that might be hard. You know, but, maybe Tyson um, Chandler's taking and making threes. You know, <laughs> you know he's turning and burning. Them. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, you know, our bench is just we just have so much more depth than these guys. Yeah. Um, that, uh, you know, as long as we can just kind of hang in there starter-wise, I think our bench can really drive this one home. Yeah. Uh, last thing for me, just center versus centers. Oh, yeah. Against the Suns, they started Kuzma at center. That's dumb. JaVale McGee, Mike Muscala, and Tyson Chandler, maybe, will have to be at their absolute best to stop Trez and Zubats. Yeah. It's After gonna be kind crazy. of what was effectively a warm-up game yesterday for them. Yeah. Um, what's your prediction for this game? Um. Oh, man. Uh, this is... Story of Eclipse. Boo. Uh, Boo. <laughs> I think uh, I'm going to go 125-118 Clippers. Okay. I like that. I was a little worried about this game this morning, and then as I you know, kind of calmed down, had my morning bagel breakfast sandwich, read some stats, got some news, I'm more confident about it. I think Clippers are winning 125-110. 125? Wow. All right. I, I like the I confidence. Think we, I think we could see a meltdown. Okay. Dang. I d- it'd, be, it'd be horrible. Dad, for the Lakers. Do you think LeBron leaves the bench before the game's over? I think LeBron's not coming out at halftime. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's serious. Um, coming up after this, we have a very brief Freshies segment. So we got like, I don't know, three or four minutes left. Yeah. So let's talk about let's talk about what Doc talked about with that lineup. That yeah, seems more so, pertinent. We all know how good Shea is. We all know good how Sham it is. Let's talk about this lineup. So just to reiterate, uh, in the last game, uh, closing closing out the game, if you want to call it closing out. I was I still call it closing they out. They close it out. The they cl- were on there on the floor. The closer lineup was uh Zubots, Motley, uh Robinson, Sin, and Ty Wallace. Um and I, I had asked the question, uh, what of these guys outside of Zubots, obviously, do you think we could see in playoff in a playoff situation? And he said that he really like he trusts in all of these guys. Yeah, he said um, anybody. Yeah. So I guess my question is though, is like I think that it's like a great compliment to the younger players. Uh, how much do you think we see these guys? Not very much. I got to agree. I don't mean that in a bad way. It's just going to be matchup dependent. 100%. I could see Sindarius getting tossed in there for a defensive stop. I agree. I think... Uh, I don't think Motley, Motley's too small. 
Yeah. What I wanted, in, yeah, I feel like Motley probably the least minutes out of all the guys. He's just had the least amount of time to work with everybody. I'd say Motley and Jerome probably. I think, um, I think if any one of these guys, other than Zubats, of course, because he's going to get the start. Yeah. If any one of these guys gets some minutes tonight and does something meaningful, I think it elevates them to kind of a different level than the rest of like. That's how I felt the about rest Shaman of the, the last two games. Yeah. Shaman the last two games, he's just proven like he's you're pr- you're good. He's proven good. <laughs> he's proven to be a starter. He's a star- like he's a starting caliber yeah. scorer for sure. Uh, but yeah, I think if uh, one of either Ty Wallace or Sundarius or maybe even Jerome, I think maybe to a little bit lesser of an extent, I mm-hmm. think it's it's kind of hinging more on like Sin and Ty probably for snagging away any sort of significant minutes. But yeah, I think if any one of these guys can be really effective or look really good tonight, they're definitely bolstering the argument to be made for them to get be getting more playoff kind of or closing crunch time minutes. Yeah, I agree. It'd be fantastic to see Zubats have a great game. Yeah, he's in position too for sure. Definitely. Um, we got like forty-five seconds. Anything else you want to talk about? Um. Oh man, there was there was a great breakfast bar at uh. At oh, Shaman. shout out to so Staples so for taking care. Shout of out us. to the support group over there. Oh, that was, well, one, that was great. One brief thing I was excited about: uh, Shay and Zoo's chemistry seems to look pretty good. Oh, this is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very so, limited time to talk about this, but they've also had limited time to practice together. Shay threw him an oop like Zoo's. Bounce passes look good. It's just nice to see that we have a rookie point guard, a very young center. Yeah. He's a traditional big. Definitely. But who are seemingly pretty understanding of how the other person plays in the pick and roll already. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah. And I think that can only improve. Like we said, you know, Zoo sometimes does have some trouble finishing. He does get a little bit of hard hands. Yeah. Um, but I think that can only that can only improve. Doc still seems very high on his like abilities to maybe even be passing the and kind of orchestrating. Yeah, yeah, from the post. So I, there's just a lot to look for there, and I do think that that connection is coming along I mean, more quickly than we really could have imagined. Yeah, once he gets that three-point skyhook learned from Three-point skyhook. It's <laughs> over, baby. <laughs> Good luck guarding that. Um, all right, guys, that about does it for us. Tomorrow we're going to have a recap of the hopeful victory against the Lakers. Yeah. We'll be streaming on Twitter, so get some questions ready for us. We're coming at you here at Locked on Clips Monday through Friday. Five days a week. Five days a week, sometimes on Saturdays if there's a good game and we'll do a stream. Uh, if you listen to us on iTunes, please give us a review. Give us a subscription. Yeah. Just give us a shout. We'll read the review if it's funny. Um, I have been positive, Chuck Mockler. And I'm William the Opinion Updike. Thanks for tuning in.